I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Ella rises to her feet. Whatever she was looking for, she's not going to get it here. I was a kid when they let OJ off. Everyone knew he was guilty. I mean, everyone. Was it till I got older that I realized why it happened? He frowns, waited for her to continue. Same reason the housing laws got passed in 1968. Same reason we got civil rights in 64. Child, what do you know about 64? You weren't even alive back then. But you were, she shouts back. You should know. You were in Detroit when the riots happened. Ella calms herself. They freed the slaves at gunpoint, Pastor, she softens. My brother Kev, he was born during the L.A. riots in 1992. Mama and I were trapped in the hospital when it happened. When we came out, everything was gone, but I had a baby brother. Violence didn't give you your brother. Didn't give you your brother. Ella grits her teeth and remembers it ain't this church she wants to punish, but it will get him back. When she squeezes her eyes closed, she sees Mama in her last moments, a phantom of her former self. She feels so much of Mama's entirety, her history, her love, her bitterness. Lounging on cars with friends in the languid Mississippi summer, mopping blood off of hospital room floors praying with ella for ella on the sidewalk in south central all of it gone and all ella could do was watch this pastor didn't save her ella didn't save her ella couldn't she tried not to turn the wooden doors into splinters on her way out it's not till she's outside that she realizes what she was looking for in there what she's been looking for all these years what she realizes now she no longer needs permission i am the locust ella sends the thought out like a concussive wave so that it hits every surveillance orb in the city every wired cop every crab tank in the nearby precinct i am the locust and the frogs and the rivers of blood i am here now hey welcome to the black out tips podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on a saturday a saturday in the quarantine guys i hope you guys are getting out and uh you know into your other rooms of your apartments and your houses you know hope you guys enjoying this beautiful sunny day inside or maybe on the stoop or on your porch or like you know walking isolated not in groups of five or ten i'm doing that yeah and you know what i realize a lot of people don't know what the different uh what all the language is some people think isolation is quarantine. Some people think, like, you know, because somebody go, I'm outside, and people act like, oh, die. Get your ass outside. You, oh, oh, c- c- calm down. Calm, yeah. I'm, I'm by myself. I'm not around people. The only people quarantined are sick people or people that have been around uh exposed to covid night i mean exposed to coronavirus and they need to be inside yeah uh staying away from everybody that that you know so that's a quarantine uh self-isolation is um you know you you you're not exposed to anything or whatever necessarily um but you're staying away from crowded places you're not um getting up in groups of 10 you're going to you're only leaving your house for supplies and stuff like that and then in charlotte we have like a straight up like lockdown Mm -hmm. uh i think it's called stay 
something i forget what the exact wording is but it's basically like stay your ass in the house the rule, unless yeah. you need unless you need something stay your ass in yeah, the house unless your job is essential stay your right. ass in the house like we, you we, can leave to work at a place that that is still open and requires you to work you can uh leave to go to the store you can leave for medical attention you can even go exercise uh in solo activities you can't go play basketball and shit but um you know essentially it's, it's it's stay your ass in the house if you don't need to be out so right because they saw them numbers jump they was like whoa 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 slow this shit down no thank you yep uh anyway the excerpt that i read to start the show is from riot baby i can't remember if i read that specific one before or not i feel like i have because it's one of my favorite passages in the book but um it's when ella who is near the end of the book and ella is kind of our main protagonist her and her brother are kind of the main two protagonists and it's when she basically decides uh because it's a book about uh basically a black family that has two kids that have superpowers essentially and what life in america does to black kids right he gets institutionalized and goes to prison um his powers aren't his powers are dormant so he doesn't really develop his powers the way ella did ella powers came when she was like a kid and she just always had them um but she couldn't control her powers and so she's learning control she isolates herself from her family at some point because she's so dangerous to be around and she can't control her emotions and she can't control her power she almost kills her mom at one point and so she stops being around her mom and around her brother because she's scared to hurt them but she also learns and trains and gets her powers and like if you name them she got the powers like mental powers turn shit on fire fly teleport uh all kinds of stuff and so this is that point where she goes to a black church saying like how can you have a church knowing we living under like surveillance we're living under you know oppression and you not in here basically preaching to the community to organize and fight against it and he was like well i remember when you know people was out here dealing drugs i remember when people was out here being you know uh doing crowning each other killing each other isn't this better she was like you are mistaken order for freedom or you know and so um this is the point where she decides like you know what i will burn this bitch down like maybe i am the call the revolution the power that we're waiting on maybe i already am that power and she decides at that point like i'm gonna use my powers to fight for black people in america it's just uh, it's just it's a short read too like you can literally read this book in like a couple days at best um uh so i just i just love this fucking book um but yeah that that passage it kind of illuminates something that i'm up my back it's riot baby by tochi on on you i hope i'm pronouncing this right because i feel like i'm not but it's uh tochi on your booty um and uh it's spelled o-n-y-e-b-u-c-h-i um and uh, i feel like it's right at that crossroads that a lot of black people find themselves at man where we you know we have the part of us that's like you know this is good that we're um we have a community it's good that we have church and places to worship but then there's also that revolutionary part of all of us that's like but this is not good enough you know and what 
what what are the responsibility to change this what are what are the tactics and techniques we can use you know when the 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 same you know every generation goes through this where it's like the tactics that the generation before them use are no they've been adapted to and so what can we do differently you know um so anyway i I love that book so if you want fiction and something that's uh but still but still kind of grounded in that reality like uh, i like it and also it shows the conflict that always happened between a younger generation and an older generation Mm um and uh youth is needed because youth is actually what pushes things forward uh older people that need it too because of their life experiences can help the youth versus the youth just going in there blindly and just falling into traps um so it has to be a balance but i do understand the permission because a lot of times when as people get older they just become accolade um to the system and just whatever the system is is just what it is and it's very hard to get them to change it's very hard to get them to be inspired it's hard to get them to see uh, uh, a better day than what they are in right now because they knew at, pe- at one period of time when it was worse than it was now. Right. So and, they have seen change. Like, right. That's the thing. They've seen change from what it was to what it is now. So they've seen progress. But every generation born after that only sees what it is now. Right. And so they want to change it and make it better as well. You know? Um, and of course in this book it's superheroes and fiction and stuff, but you know, but, uh, I mean superpowers, not really superheroes, but you know, so it's a bit different. And I hope they, uh, continue that series. I don't know if, 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 if they're done with it, but I, I hope it continues because I would love to read like a trilogy of this just because, um, we see this in so many different worlds now these kind of white people you know special little white girl changes the world that we've never visited you know hunger games Mm and uh the 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 maze runner type of movies and stuff um but we don't really get to see that much with black shit that specifically says oh we're all talking we're talking about race too it's not just you know we're gonna have a black protagonist in a strange new world like no race in our world black protagonists with superpowers let's go um anyway butterfly in the sky i can go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow i can go anywhere friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow i can be anything take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow a reading rainbow all right um this is a feedback episode so we're going to talk about the things that you guys had to say about the things that we said throughout the week so we're talking comments on our episodes at the black we're talking um your five-star reviews on itunes and stitcher uh that you left for us throughout the week we appreciate all those uh talking voicemails i'll check to see if we have any of those i forgot to check before the show um uh, we're talking emails the black guy with tips at gmail.com um and i think that's about everything so yeah if you guys 
left comments you voted in the polls you did all that stuff today is the day that we talk about it mm-hmm. um you can also donate to the show you can go to the black guy who com on the right hand side of the, of the page there's like a little thing like hey you want to uh donate to the show you want to you know throw something on it you know what i'm saying you could do a one-time donation you could do a recurring donation uh just support the show however you want to we shout out everybody the same we don't pull play favorites or whatever uh as far as like oh this nigga gave a million dollars you know we just we just you know we just no matter what it is we like to give it a shout out because mm-hmm. we we appreciate y'all so every dollar counts yeah so um now that's different from being premium if you want to be right premium i mean you get something for being premium a whole yeah. lot of something yeah you don't, you don't get, get a shout out, out but you get a whole lot of shows and you can find the premium shows by uh going to the website and registering the and and becoming a premium subscriber the blackoutist.com slash register is where you can do that all right let's give our shout outs i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song is for you today's Today's a new new day. day new day new pay let's get into it uh mr span from the span report podcast thank you so much for your current donation mm-hmm. Corey b thank you Corey. and s brian b darwin m jonathan h jeff m uh we got a one-time donation from uh winter s thank you winter we know mm-hmm. her um we got another one-time donation from uh laura h thank you laura man y'all i guess y'all was like listen y'all helping us get through this thing okay we got you uh vader b hit us with the uh one-time donation uh thank you early daisy photography photography uh michael w Nicole f marvin b yes marvin b uh uh, jeffrey uh jeff f um crochelle m justin j candace h asia d solana s nerds in luxury those luxurious ass nerds mm-hmm. yvonne m adam s michael s tom w bomani jones oh man high noon came to an end officially so they and then with the coronavirus they didn't even get to do no last shows really uh, um, oh. and then pablo had his daughter so then they you know so uh if you are fans of that show they did put like a tribute video up on uh, twitter under their highly under their high noon account so right. check it out it's like an eight minute video of some of the some of my favorite moments all man. right because they had planned on doing like a final final like a wrap-up show yeah, yeah so it was fun uh miss hathaway laura e rita may c noel w nigga z and that's everybody thank you so much y'all see i I know God is working, so I smile. Even though I've been here for a while, I smile. Smile. It's so hard to look up when you look down. I sure would hate to see you give up now. You look so much better when you smile. Smile for me. Can you just smile? For me, whatever you're going right through right now, smile for me. Smile. Can you just smile 
to these five-star reviews guys you guys did leave a few thank you thank you um we got uh two new ones for the blackout test podcast on itunes necessary listening period updating this review started listening to them because they were featured guests at PyCon. oh shit PyCon. You never know what's gonna help y'all. You I really know. Don't. All right, Peter, them dog. They did an excellent job. I hate they had to stop doing it. Yeah, I had a great time. Now they're the only from before that, before that, that I still listen to. Now, oh man, now the podcast dead and gone. Wow, that's uh, you know what? We appreciate it. We do. So a lot of podcasts there, and we're happy to be the one you still fuck with. Ain't that the truth? I still don't watch the shows they recap episodes for, but I tune in to every single recap they've even gotten me to watch some movies i had no interest in because their reviews shine a light on all of the positives of everything they review still smart still insightful and still absolutely necessary listening thank you thank you you know and you don't know something that's crazy man like our reviews being like more positive or at least highlighting good along with bad it's so funny right because in a world full of movie reviews where people like are in movie and tv reviews where everybody's so snarky and mean and fucking everything sucks and let me tell you why i'm so much smarter than the people that made this thing and that thing and you know every little issue just oh this is 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 fucked up it's racist is this is that and i'm not saying nothing's like that but right. sometimes it's like people are searching for that shit so hard that it's like the purpose is almost to review shit to ruin it you know or they review so much stuff that they sour on things and it's negative so um i feel i used to kind of feel almost apologetic for the way we do reviews like i'm sorry but we liked it you know but then i was thinking about like these niggas don't never apologize for hating shit every time it come out and there's people that actually like stuff too and they actually want to listen to other people that like shit right so there's an audience out there anybody can tell you why some shit ain't good man you know what i mean like that's what sometimes i feel like that's the whole thing i was i was thinking about it on twitter today i was like some people's gift is literally finding the shit end of every stick and telling you about it Mm -hmm. and so i was like yeah i'm not gonna feel apologetic or sorry about that man what we enjoyed something there's nothing to be ashamed of like too bad right because you sure enough is loud about the shit you don't like you you definitely have more than enough choices to hate some shit you know um i finally did it oh and thank you mighty flores for that five star thank you baby and you know what i don't watch this too much but i listen to roger (laughs) Kambasi. yeah we get that a lot uh we should be doing that tomorrow by the way uh tomorrow at three uh i finally did it this is from jazz media who says after years of listening y'all i'm finally putting five on it y'all bring me so much joy during the week love y'all five stars thank you thank you and it's right on time we've been waiting up for you i am so glad that you decided to put five on it is right on time baby i mean because you bring us joy okay come on just leaving us five star reviews 
it's reciprocal mm-hmm. all right we have comments on the website uh the black guy who tips.com uh the feedback episode which i miscategorized at first is fixed now uh 2068 apologize to the walking dead uh was the feedback show brooklyn shoebay says damn you got my brain aching trying to think of a popular black actor who consistently uses a southern accent it's either east coast new york or west coast accent or something neutral maybe tyler perry not really mm-hmm. is ludicrous considered a popular actor definitely not laugh my ass out got me thinking hard while i'm on lockdown at home yeah i don't think there is one that i couldn't think of one you know i think the closest we got and i don't think it's southern but maybe you could argue morgan freeman i think it'll be a stretch maybe right yeah i think that's a stretch you know just don't really respect that southern accent like that man uh it's funny though because there are white actors that can do the southern accent in every role they get and keep getting roles and matthew mcconaughey if i'm pronouncing his name right yes that they love that that texas draw um my man um god why can't i remember his name taylor kish yes he used a southern accent in every role uh like they he was doing gambit he didn't even sound like he was from new orleans he just sounded like he was from like kentucky (laughs) (laughs) uh all right the poll was will the quarantine have will the quarantine have to be extended because people didn't follow instructions yes or no yes well karen most people agree with you 98 percent of the people think it will be extended because people didn't follow instructions and two percent say no now i do wonder if the two percent's reasoning is not no because they didn't follow instructions or just no because trump ain't gonna extend it or something like that but they didn't i will see if they explain we got three comments shady dang says i felt that reading rainbow segment i'm on i'm one of the black people that has never said the n-word i was raised in the nation of islam and the way that respectability politics are set up in that religion the n-bomb shit was not allowed i've been i mean i've been away from that religion since i was old enough to move out of my parents house in college i'm a swine loving wine swilling <laughs> kind of slutty dressing uh ass woman yet that's the one thing that i can't erase from my consciousness wow that's interesting my dad always said if you marinate a steak in shit then rinse it off does that make it edible when faced with people who did say that word and claim that it can be mean it, that it can mean anything positive yeah i'm old and grown as, as fuck now married paying my mortgage and putting a kid through college but some things die hard yeah i hear you man that's crazy you know you know i, I think uh you know i think that's just people's rationalization and relationship with that word man i appreciate damon young's book because it kind of explains exactly how i feel about it without me having to you know and it's a long chapter that goes much further than what i just read but you know that's the closest i can think of how i feel about saying nigga alicia says honestly i wouldn't mind if the quarantine is extended i actually like working from home me too baby i'm an introvert at homebody anyway and anytime my kids ask me can they go somewhere and spend my money i'm like no because of the coronavirus both of their birthdays are in april and now i won't have to spend a lot of money on two birthday parties why the coronavirus (laughs) my birthday is this saturday and i didn't have nothing planned anyway but now i have an excuse not to go out and spend money the coronavirus hey this ain't too bad as long as we stay distant and wash our hands i don't fuck with people anyway lol and the stimulus package just got approved this morning this virus ain't helping me save money maybe i it's actually helping me save money maybe i can get a house after all stay safe (laughs) y'all yeah it's weird 
yeah it's weird because like obviously the stimulus is for people that lost their jobs and stuff but it's gonna come to people that got jobs and is just working from home um but you know i i would just hope that if and when we make it through this that companies look at some of this stuff that they're doing and go we can just keep doing it because there's no reason you can't work from home if you can do your job from home <laughs> now there's no reason that a virus would make it so you have to come into the office i can see if they wanted to institute something like hey like you know one day a week or something or one, once in a while we need to have a meeting face to face but this this the, the illusion that you need to be in an office to do this work is it's, now gone it's broken and uh, uh not to get off topic but mm-hmm. i had said online i was like it's going to be interesting a lot of companies are going to have to up their policies because you know moving forward when people start looking for jobs people are gonna like what is your uh, pandemic and epidemic policy uh what is your work from home policy and is this business essential or non-essential i need to know the answer to these questions you know like uh, companies are gonna have to actually have that shit in writing because a lot of companies well they weren't prepared for this so a lot of companies were, were doing this shit on the fly and shit like that and so a lot of people are going to be i need to be able to should have had an option from working from home because a lot of companies are cheap so instead of them having like cubicles that are taller uh which you know you can walk past and not look over everybody wants to lower that shit because everybody want to watch and stare and monitor but you know a lot of people work in working environments and a lot of uh employees have complained one person get a fucking cold and it spreads across the shit like wildfire because there's no barrier it no it doesn't protect you from getting sick but it's something about those walls being up that actually prevent you know shit like that from spreading as quick and as fast so it's going to be interesting so some people are going to be like hey if somebody in here got a motherfucking cold can i work from home like i don't want to come but particularly if it's something where the coronavirus does not die people are going to be on edge and people are going to be like look no motherfucker sneezing coughing i don't know what the fuck it is i'm working from home you know Mm -hmm. and if you get sick right um (laughs) if you get sick you should be able to work from home well what i was gonna say is if you get sick with the coronavirus you might not be able to work from home or now you know or in the office like not everybody's symptoms are going to be light enough to even work in in general so you know you'll still get sick days and all that stuff um i think a lot of people just paranoid about um employees like abusing it or something but that's an american that's such an american capitalist worry of if i'm you know it it stems from slavery like our work week everything stems from slavery because it's like if i'm not cracking a whip on your back how do i know you're working hard you know all these numbers and statistics and monitoring shit y'all know if people are not fucking working and guess what even people in the goddamn office they don't work every second of every minute of every hour while they're on your clock in your presence all the time so what is the motherfucking difference you know a lot of uh, jobs do this bullshit where they you know dress up dress up for fucking what i'm at home i'm at home nobody gives a fuck me being in my pajamas or being in a t-shirt and tie ain't gonna make a difference on my productivity i'm at home doug b doug b says they already extended to april 30th in the city where my job is at because too many people still walk around like it ain't their problem i'm waiting for the rest of la county to follow suit yeah man it's sad that they i mean they had to close restaurants and shit because people really will take their ass up there man they you know people people don't give a fuck for the most part it's it's you know 
but that's the truth yeah and a lot and a lot of this thing about the coronavirus it showed how selfish and self-centered most people are uh even though a lot of people kind of already knew it but it's something about seeing it on display where they're going hey y'all for the greater good if you go fuck the greater good no no i mean if, if we want everybody to stay around and it's one of those things where i was listening to almost a scene on radio and they did like a special episode where they were talking about uh the response to it and things like that and how a lot of it boils down to uh well actually well it just boils down to the structure of economy over everything even economy over lives Mm -hmm. that's why slavery was here you know because it's always going to be a class that nobody gives a fucks about that actually is going to be suffering from these policies but nobody cares because a lot of reason why the middle class don't quote unquote give a fuck because there's always somebody up underneath them well it's a shrinking middle class at that man right and most if you if you count yourself as middle class these days and most people cannot most people that quote unquote call themselves the middle class you're not really the middle class the average person in america is the working poor they just don't know it yet yeah one to check one check away man um but yeah so the next episode was uh taylor swift was in line we can get any comments because you know the negro don't like when i go up for tay tay <laughs> but the truth is the truth the poll was did you always know kanye was lying yes i never fell for it just like rod or no clown face Peyton jeff <laughs> karen uh, i didn't think she was lying i, th- I, okay. I thought she was done true so you never fell for it just like me 54 percent of people are just like me which is sad because y'all we the silent majority either that or some of y'all lying and y'all trying to come over to my side because i was proven right uh no clown face painting jeff 46 percent of y'all i appreciate your honesty takes a lot to call yourself a clown but let's be honest y'all got clowned by kanye and kim two people y'all hate and y'all fell for it because y'all hate taylor more book with shoe says i brought it to the i bought into the taylor swift hate for a few years so i believe kanye especially when kim released the tape i don't mind taylor swift now yeah it's funny man she got a little bit older up at 30 um and uh she started controlling her own image a little bit more yes. you know told her dad fuck off instead of letting other people kind of talk on her behalf because you know she was really silent just letting them be yeah i know it's blasphemous but uh i gotta make the comparison it reminds me of another black woman who uh had a father that managed her career and shook him off around 30 and just started like she grew into a whole new person for all of us it was come on the love jumped out of the building for a lot of us like oh hold up now i didn't know you was on this now hold up now boo all of a sudden talking about black shit yeah power fist and it's like uh, and I, maybe it's a parental thing maybe it's a managerial thing i don't know but it's like a lot of these um fathers or managers or whatever feel like i have to protect this star from from you know the precarious place that they're at i don't want them to lean one way or admit something this way or say something controversial and you know after a while it's like what's the point of establishing myself if i can't be myself why the fuck like what's the point of me having all these hits and i can't say yo i think this thing that i'm seeing in the world is some bullshit right you know so i don't know i just feel like it's a yes i even brought up janet jackson yep so this is interesting tay tay took a certain uh took a certain uh what do you call it uh path that seems like a lot of those stars who start young seem to have to take that especially women that okay all right all right now it's my turn i want to speak for myself uh kim doc says oh what are you gonna say 
I know they could think about Janet, yeah, because Janet broke out with any time, any place, and everybody's like, oh, she actually grown, grown. Well, I mean, I mean, it was before that. Yeah, but, I was gonna say, I would call her before that, you know? Yeah, um, uh, nasty. Yeah, control, um, nasty boys. Although, nasty boys is really the opposite of what people think. <laughs> everybody thinks that that's about her being nasty and the whole song is like mm-hmm. y'all niggas nasty mm-hmm. leave me alone mm-hmm. nasty boy. y'all trying to fuck and i'm not i'm janet so <laughs> somewhere between that and and popping up on that anytime any place she she was she was like actually i do like the fuck I, my name is janet that's the name of my album we was like oh oh for, for real janet well okay. hello well hello oh, there okay we see we see what's happening on the janet couple mm-hmm kim doc says never really cared or took a side it was kim and kanye versus taylor in other words three stunt queens all of which have rabid irrational followings all of which cannot stand when they're irrelevant so they have to invent a grievance and even without caring it is nice to see taylor pull out her little joker on them anytime the kardashian jenna machine and slavery was a choice so for a setback i, bl- <laughs> I blank stared and then move on they all still rich as fuck and them mixed children will be next up in the tv show pipeline hopefully kim will keep her prison abolitionist role going to help some more people now that i respect i feel you kim doc oh man the the commentary on the rich uh on twitter has been ridiculous this in the during this corona crisis right like right because you're obsessed with the people you're complaining about about having too much money but yet you don't look away you're constantly consumed by them but yet and then when they complain about them when they do help you say it ain't nothing right and when they don't help you say they don't care (laughs) but you want to know the biggest catch 22 of it all i was talking to somebody about this this morning and i was like uh they pointed out like it feels like a lot of those people are the same people that was clowning the idea of voting was clowning the idea Mm -hmm. of having hillary clinton is a president over trump and stuff like that i'm not saying they all are Mm-mm. but there's yeah, but there's a lot sinning. there's a lot of overlap in the we hate celebrities but we also don't don't think it, you should care about voting and shit and i said you know what it is they worship celebrity and they end up thinking celebrities are the politicians right i was like no po- the things y'all are mad about are things politicians are supposed to be doing so if you want rich people to have to give up their wealth and it come back to help folks in crises because we have taxpayers da 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 that's what politicians do they put that into the tax code mm-hmm. they take loopholes out but when you say i don't care well then you put someone like trump in who taxes the wealthy as little as possible lowers their taxes raises your taxes when when they come with a, a bailout bill and you have all these republicans in office you don't get a true bailout for the for the lower class and the middle class you get a lot of small businesses can get loans big, big corporations will get bailouts you know that's and the reason we have to start the negotiations there is because you motherfuckers don't you don't think there's any fucking difference between beyonce and ted cruz and i'm like that's the whole fucking point you being in the hive or you being anti you know rihanna or whatever none of this shit matters those people don't get voted for you either give them money or you don't give them money right these politicians are the people that really do shape the world and make the rules and the laws and if you have if you decide to have no say in the process then who gives a fuck what you mad about on twitter oh they only gave a million dollars yeah because they don't have to give shit that's the way it's set up you know so yeah you can't uh, to me it's just ridiculous to see people 
be so like i said a lot of this is not even true it's not even truly political answers is you can tell by their targets is more about uh jealousy and envy um because many of these people when they start talking about you know the billionaires and the millionaires that ain't doing enough and need to get their money up and we're gonna eat the rich they always start with celebrities which is such a weird fucking place to start because of the people who are rich most celebrities are nouveau rich they not they not some old school money motherfuckers most of the celebrities that you're talking about actually have some talent and make money because people want to see their talent there's a lot of motherfuckers like coke brothers and shit like this out here literally running america well, most people don't know what the fuck they look like don't even know what the fuck one of them's dead now don't even know what the fuck they look like don't even know what the family that owns uh you know these big pharma corporations that got us all addicted to opioids by us i mean americans which is white people right. but my point is don't we no i'm gonna be mad at jay-z it's so stupid so i can't take it serious it's like it's, it's it's the, it's the political analysis of a fucking three-year-old you know it's like <laughs> this nigga got a boat i'm mad i'm like okay all right wow drew Brees only gave five million dollars i'm like uh, okay all right the dude that owns the team gave shit so think about this there's a person so rich drew Brees got five million dollars from him you don't even know what the fuck that person looks like you mad at you mad at drew Brees? it's crazy and drew Brees trying to help trying which if any of you motherfuckers got rich that's what the fuck hopefully if you still a good person that's what the fuck you be doing trying to help with some money not to mention with this coronavirus shit the other thing is frustrating the biggest help that rich people can do and celebrities can do as far as their famous ones is to be like stay your ass at home yes i'm staying at home here's some money to give people food shelter whatever to stay their ass at home ventilators for the hospitals right right but here's the thing we don't have enough ventilators nope we don't have enough um uh test we don't and so people get mad at them for getting tested and then using their platform to be like i got tested i'm positive so i'm staying my ass at home i'm like good that's more people gonna listen to drew Brees and your friend who actually has it and is sick and is in the emergency room it's too late to test them you know but but the thing is they get mad at that but a vaccine is gonna take 18 months whether you put a billion dollars into it or none it's gonna take the time that it takes so no rich person can speed that up meanwhile guess who's funding the study for the fucking uh vaccine i found this out the other day watching tv who bill and melinda gates wow right right so 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 my point is rich people already doing the shit it's what 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 pisses me off the most is that we shouldn't need rich people to be fucking heroes you know we don't we don't need a tony stark we that's not what we should be we shouldn't be looking at elon musk to be like hey if we need it i'll make some ventilators that's not what the fuck we i, I got the respiratory we will put something together at tesla that's the fucking problem because we neglect politicians to treat politicians like they're celebrities and we're now treating celebrities like they're fucking politicians it's it's so frustrating because it's like you're angry at the wrong motherfuckers right and the more and more you talk the more i think about it and and the thing that's fucked up about this is that like you said if people gave a fuck and put the right people in office the rich would be taxed enough to where the systems would as soon as something happened it'd be like boom okay okay this group this group and this group go do your shit go rebuild here's the money if you here's, here's my expansion. thing like here's my thing fuck the rich people 
if we paid enough attention to who we put in office right we're talking about people that would have been prepared for this to come to america Mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about we're talking about putting people into office that eroded regulations that eroded organizations that protect us that's what we put in the office and if we ignore the the eight years of governance where you have essentially six of those years unedited unaided by the way because black because people once again said um black president um we gave him two years to fix the whole country it didn't work so back to not voting so so you end up with with really a, a president that has only two years of actual support we give up right and he still put so many regulations so many things into place that help people so many programs things that that of course struck down one by one we've reached the perfect storm for this pandemic to destroy us because of who's in charge a person that cares only about the stock market you know the thing they accused obama of while obama was putting restrictions restrictions on wall street that's ever been placed on them but okay yeah he only cares about the stock market well this is what happens when you actually aren't talking rhetoric and someone does only care about the stock market they go go back to work i don't care if people die right that their their deaths are they basically basically worth what we it's worth us having this uh people at work like this is the this is the true evil this is the true demon this is the greater of two evils this is what that looks like and it's why you never play with evil not for a theoretical theoretical win not for a philosophical point to be proved no this is not devil's advocate this is the devil (laughs) like you this motherfucker is literally getting people killed so it's it's been really frustrating seeing people pull out the old routine playbook of uh i don't like uh i don't even know their names uh Kylie. I don't like Kylie Jenner. Uh she only gave a million dollars. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, dog. Hey, you solved all the problems with your tweet. Looks like we fixed this thing. We can all snouse cuz none of us can leave the house. Whether she gives a million dollars or she gave a billion dollars, it wouldn't change a fucking thing because the people that actually are supposed to be working for your vote have been been been, been uh aided by the fact that our, our either our laziness either uh the fact that uh we, we you know we've been gerrymandered and and and, and voter suppressed and uh people have, have have been lethargic people got comfortable people just felt like oh it's a as a philosophical point was what i don't want to vote for no evils i'm not taking part of this system well the system will take you apart it is taking us apart because you won't take a part in it so like to see those same people always mad about what what is beyonce doing what is rihanna doing oh she only gave five million dollars like who cares like why do y'all think if we're at a point where we're waiting on them to save us we already done fucked up right uh anyway uh next episode was uh 2070 mcquisha um and we had some comments Ooh, this is long was, we had a lot of comments what, 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 what are we talking about on this what, what, what did we say uh got them popping so um uh ebaybay wait eb baby okay eb baby writes in uh you got it right it's pronounced eb baby 
uh talk but about tokyo a lot of people living here are convinced they're fudging the numbers the bar for being tested for coronavirus instead of having pneumonia i got sick over a week ago two weeks by the time you read this and every time i went to a doctor the doctor t- wants me to call a call center who then tells me to go to a doctor who then tells me to call the call center who tells me just go to any old doctor lol like i'm the one that's tripping tokyo is still asking us if we've been outside of the country or personally know somebody who was diagnosed recently like it even matters at this point sometimes you even you're even encouraged to only call if you can say you definitely left the country or had direct contact with a confirmed coronavirus patient they didn't even actually start listening to me until i spelled out that my customers travel and if i take my black ass to work again i easily infect hundreds by the end of the week i still couldn't get tested the hospital told me not to even call them first if my condition gets worse i was supposed to call the call center first and hope they think i sound bad enough to direct me to the hospital that has the test wow i'm quarantined in my house because i'm kind of assumed i have it at this point yep you got to tasted negative for everything else so it's safest to assume i do and act accordingly that's really what people should be doing like that's what's so wild is people talking about we need more tests and i'm like we are past tests i'm not saying we can't use more tests but the it's not a test problem anymore and the way the news and the way people on twitter react to the test numbers right it's so unhelpful they're gonna go up like you said because people are being tested well that's that thing if you test if you have ninety thousand tests in new york city you're gonna get a lot more people testing positive than if you have ten thousand tests in charlotte north carolina right so people will go well charlotte north carolina doesn't have as much of a problem as new york city now i'm not saying they're wrong clearly there's more people there's less there's more congestion but we actually don't know the number here because you're not really able to test ninety thousand people to see is the number's definitely higher than ten thousand mm-hmm. you know anyway um uh, uh but the uh oh it says um but when i was out and about the crowds are actually picking up trains are crowded again at first the fear got people to just stay in but then people relaxed the mask came off less people were washing their hands and using hand sanitizer because schools were closed but most businesses and restaurants weren't foot traffic actually increased especially around the time i was probably infected most busy my busiest schedule at work in weeks coincided with me getting sick i'm hoping the government does something more drastic to keep all these people from coming out but i'm not super optimistic yeah and then guess what like the professionals say you have a fucking second wave like you know that's the thing that scientists are trying to tell people hey if y'all be like relax shit you're gonna have a wave which means even more people are gonna be infected possibly die and the shit won't stop like the thing now is if you're sick enough to where you know the symptoms and you're not like er sick it's basically like stay your ass home you got it treat yourself like you got it for 14 days don't infect other people don't go into an er and infect other people if you get you know bad enough to have to call an ambulance or go to the er it has to be a last resort because the er's are so fucking overcrowded they don't have enough um beds in the um in the critical uh um critical condition units and stuff the icu so you having people basically that can't get tested that know they got it and then you got people that you know maybe they got it maybe they don't got it but we don't got enough test so like it's you know it's a clusterfuck it's no like the the most and like i said and then the most the more testing people do the more people freak out at the number rather than the data 
right. you know the like and I, I blame matters. i blame that on the news because because mm-hmm. the news is the one that's like this is the epicenter of this this is that and it's like okay like the not and i'm not trying to be morbid here but the epicenter is gonna be where the people are dying the most mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i hate i hate to say it that way because you know there's places like new orleans that didn't have as many tests but that got a whole lot of people dying right. so so like you know the the numbers might not jive it, it might now because i think they got more tests but it might not jive with this is the epicenter a week ago but people was getting sick a week ago you know this, this shit is just this shit is fucked up uh my rp says i think it must be a black day after i had my son i sparingly took them percocets i was in so much pain but the thought of being coming addicted to them scared me more the nurses had to basically force me to take them in the hospital and i was like taking half the dosage the nurse all white couldn't understand why i didn't want them pills fuck that i ain't trying to be like future (laughs) 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 it's so weird because i wonder if it's generational because i feel like you know the 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 rappers rap about you know pills and shit you know molly and stuff I, i don't know i don't know maybe it's just like our black generation was the one that was like scared damn work y'all think we bullshitting like we was conditioned to be like "Mm -mm." maybe that's it i don't know and then of course white people was conditioned to just not take our pain seriously anyway so it's like you know oh my spleen they're like i don't believe you nigger take two aspirin and then let me know if you die uh this (laughs) (laughs) this nigger still breathing ah give him a tylenol and send him home this pain will go away eventually as soon as i got home the first thing my husband white friend asked was if i had any extra pills what the fuck no how uh, no how did you or your baby uh know how you and your baby just where the pills at i had to flush them because he just kept asking damn because yeah, in some places people are breaking into homes and shit like that you know that's why they started upping the charges for people stealing people's prescriptions what if they was plotting to rob you and shit you never know so don't blame me i'd have flushed them too that's why all the commercials for uh house alarms got white people because <laughs> ah! it's pills in them houses uh jared says that part about the perks was on point i had my nose broken in college basketball game doctor prescribed percocets for pain i took them once and they knocked me clean out i didn't like that feeling so i stopped taking them and just took ibuprofen one of my teammates asked me what kind of pills the doctor prescribed when i told them what they were and that i stopped taking them he was like i'll buy them from you it turned white people don't care man they will ask like i feel like even if black people would be addicted to pills they wouldn't ask you for them Mm-mm. it's like the shame of it you know what i'm saying it's like oh you got you got your oh man you got your wisdom teeth taken out fuck what bathroom you i mean you know what i'm, I'm gonna just leave i don't, don't want to <laughs> deal with your, your judging ass feel like white people are less judgmental about it too because mm-hmm. they they was like talking about it openly like yeah man let me get two of them perks i'm like yeah, i mean i mean i try to be funny uh you know because uh uh growing up i didn't really hang around a lot of white people when we seen white people in the wild and their natural habitat and we was having a conversation mm-hmm. with them on the roof one day and they was talking about like not well, i mean roof i mean like like apartment where they was on the roof and and they was like it was like a no holes bars we this is how we talk and they was talking about getting high and drugs and cracking cocaine. I look at everybody like, the fuck is happening here? Yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but I was basically Tiger King for white people for a while. I had trained them and everything. Um, but yeah, so then, uh, they go on. Uh, I hope everyone, the, oh wait, that part about the purchase on point, da 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 da. Um, 
uh oh yeah i hope everyone in the u.s can take hong kong as an example we had the virus under control but people too froggy and now that we're back to square one thank you too for the coronavirus segment and treating it more serious than trump we really do appreciate it well you know what jars the problem with this is um americans don't respect other cultures so we definitely <laughs> we definitely if, if the hope is to to if the hope is the, the americans will be paying attention to what's happening in hong kong I hate to it tell ain't gonna you, happen we, we ain't we're we, we not gonna pay attention most of them probably couldn't find it on the map baby i only found that shit out because i was randomly changing channels and i didn't realize one of the many fucking cable channels we have is the hong kong shit because i only watch the same sports channels and i was like ain't no sports so i just kept flipping and i was like oh hong kong got a channel and that's when i found out about those uh stats and i saw that bridge where nobody was on it and shit and i was like oh, oh i guess people are really staying inside in hong kong i didn't know we got the hong kong channel either yeah well and there's no sports song and you, you you know you're stuck in you're stuck at doom eternal you gotta fucking find something to watch it's either that or robotech <laughs> uh bellatrice says they act like it's a bug and and not a feature karen first off this quote is everything uh i knew this reading rainbow was speaking to me in some kind of way but this sentence you said really illuminated why it felt so personal i'm an officer in the military and i got three strikes that make it difficult for me to relate to the many to many of my coworkers. being black female and gay as the day is long i'm basically the antithesis of what people like think a lieutenant should be Mm. needless to say whenever the issue of race comes up on the ship i always get bestowed the honor of explaining why all lives matter is insensitive or why bernie sanders isn't doing well among black voters and just like y'all said it's an exhausting conversation to have that almost always ends fruitlessly correct that's why people are opting out and be like mm, i'm not answering that question go google go find it yourself and then they want to get mad at you to do some fucking work well then if you don't want to do the work talking to me ain't gonna make a difference mm-hmm ignorance of the black experience is such bliss and you want me to wake up a person that's been raised and molded and benefited from said ignorance for generations for free it's a daunt free right it's a daunting task and i'm sorry but i've got i've only got 20 minutes for lunch and i'd really like to get back to my sandwich sir come on and enjoy every bite not talking to you yeah that's low-key why i turned all my twitter mentions and shit down to the bare minimum because white people really do show up like well explain to me why exactly it's wrong to say nigger or whatever and i'm just like why would why would i let this drive me crazy Mm -hmm. Uh, sofa king says let me me filter you on out of here yeah sofa king says y'all crazy for real before listening to this episode it never occurred to me that even the possibility that rimming was a term that only white people use i guess i just don't know enough niggas that's in the eating ass eve says you could be on to something as far as percocet i think it could be that black people in general aren't as trusting of prescription medications because of the historical aspect i've been prescribed uh percocet for hand surgery and that stuff made me feel sleepy and like i was floating i mean i think that's why it's good you know what i mean like the things we keep describing is like that's why he good you know (laughs) it made me feel like i was floating on clouds and out of it for a second i did not like the way that shit made me feel because uh i i had a the uh i I won't say it was with my wisdom teeth my teeth and uh because i had my wisdom teeth taken out one time and then i had some other teeth taken out and i had took some and i forgot what it was probably some percocet and molly not molly but a percocet and i was fine and all of a sudden 
just feel drowsy and just like you said keeps you sleepy and you're like I, I just did not i couldn't think straight i was like i'm good yeah i had the opposite experience i uh when i had some extra percocet and shit from uh i think i had my either wisdom teeth or some 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 injury oh when i fractured my ankle um and i had they gave me way too many i had some left over and shit and i didn't really take many when my ankle was hurting um and so i had some just sitting up in my um in my um bat in the kitchen or some in the uh bathroom uh medicine cabinet and i remember trying them after i hurt my ankle because like i had a migraine or something and it made the migraine go away and i was like oh, okay um and then uh that's when my white friends was like you know you can get high off of these and i was like for real um it was like yeah man take it with some alcohol i was like but it say on the bottle take it without alcohol right it's they, on the bottle they was like that's what they want you to think and uh so i, I broke the matrix i definitely tried some with alcohol um what happened oh my god it was amazing okay. <laughs> it was rainbows i'm too scared rainbows and teddy bears it felt like the uh it felt like the heavens opened up okay it was delicious um so uh trying to when you're not in pain oh it's the best it was so good i threw that shit away i said nope uh, so that's why i threw them away because mm-hmm. i was like it's too good i'm scared i told y'all i was a child of death and i said no to all the motherfucking drugs i i mm-hmm. you know i wasn't a t- i wasn't alcohol is a drug care so please like don't this. lie to these people okay I, i've seen you at brunch alcohol is different oh 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 it's different oh okay well go ahead and explain how this nah, drug I'm, I'm just kidding. is I'm not just a drug I, alcohol is a drug mm-hmm. but the uh when it comes to you definitely didn't dare to say no to that no i but guess I, mo- I didn't mothers drink. against drunk driving didn't have as much influence as there but you know what i didn't drink till i turned 21 though i i literally did not drink until i was of age okay as wild Congrat- as that may sound congratulations okay congratulations you, you know, <laughs> i was like i did the right thing but you do turn up okay so i don't hey, know why i mean i like a good brunch and a good mimosa like mm-hmm. i mean and a good dinner drink sometimes i do now that now that's one thing i do miss about the the quarantine is fucking up my brunch Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh for me i think i've been scared of drugs yes alcohol is a drug but as far as like the prescription drugs i'm like nah dog uh -uh." Mm -hmm. i'm just saying it's pretty good and it go with alcohol but it was too good that's when i knew i said i throw this away this shit had me floating i didn't yeah. i didn't drive or nothing on it you know or, or you know try to go to work on it or some you know some some addict type shit but i definitely was sitting in the house like oh my god these video games is the greatest <laughs> um anyway uh <laughs> uh there is no way it could be a good thing to take medication like that for more than a couple of days i took it for two days and the switch time and the switch time to leave i had an almost full bottle left and my friend asked me if she could have them if i didn't want them i told her no because i didn't want those problems that's a dangerous drug and threw the rest away yeah i threw mine away too evie what's crazy though is like maximum strength tylenol and all that type of shit why can't that get you as high as that shit you know what i mean like like how come you can't just take like eight tylenol and be fucked up like a percocet you know it's crazy it don't it don't uh it don't quite uh function the same and i and i guess because i've never actually 
taking it for recreational use. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even uh, smoke anything. It's like weed or anything like that until I was a grown ass woman. All right, you don't have to give your whole history here. We get it. It's not for you. Uh, <laughs> no, I and I don't know. Am I? I guess I'm not adventurous. I don't know. I was, we're not trying to analyze you. You volunteering all this information. <laughs> this is just about other stuff. <laughs> did the dare program make you scared to do drugs as a kid yes no and we didn't have a program when i was a kid nine percent of y'all didn't have a program when y'all was a kid which means 50 percent of us said yes it did make us scared to do drugs so it worked and 41 percent of y'all saw through the matrix and was like Mm-mm, this I, i'm not scared of doing no drugs so congratulations to y'all y'all figured it out before i did mm-hmm. i was a square mm-hmm uh alicia says my crackhead auntie made me scared of doing drugs too my other aunt uh used to call her a rock star <laughs> ha wow uh ooh, we had a uh, brooklyn shoe bag says ooh, we had the dare program as a kid the dare cops would come to my school to show us pictures of different types of drugs and then show us people fucked up on drugs infected wounds from needles collapsed nostrils black lungs scared me straight i didn't try weed until i was 29 didn't try a cigarette till i was 40 they should bring their back to get the kids to stop vaping i wonder if they got something like that mm-hmm. uh april says my best friend and i was on double dates as teens and three of them started smoking weed in the car the cops pulled us over and spoke to us separately and when it was my turn i cried and told them told on them and said they can drug test me because i didn't smoke anything not knowing that i was welling and that my friend could hear everything awkward ride back to my home i regret nothing i smoked my <laughs> i smoked my first and only at age 44 mm, april april out here snitching dang and see that's another reason why i you know i get paranoid thinking somebody watching me no i'm good mm-hmm. uh, uh eb baby says uh we still have uh, we still had there when i was coming up i don't remember being scared uh uh i'd be lying if i said it had no effect on the way i thought about and saw drugs for a very long time and mom says there was just a fun break instead of being in class my parents and cousins made me afraid of ever doing drugs my family owns and operates a foster care agency and my parents were always honest with us about why some kids are in the care it's not always abuse but neglect because their parents are in drugs and if a cousin went down a dark path my parents let us know seeing the before and after of cousins who were in and out of drug life i always scared the hell out of me and broke my heart Mikhail says nope it was a show called oz on hbo that did it for me oh you late in the game kim that doesn't make you scared of drugs that make you scared of getting raped or, or shanked that's not the same it's not the same at all <laughs> did, did they go to jail for selling drugs but it was effective everybody in that, that jail was there for like killing people and shit that's not even close <laughs> it no, was you, like i don't want to go to jail i'm you, good you scared of out of bc nigga you're not scared of fucking you're not scared of drugs <laughs> kim doc says grew up in brooklyn and then right outside of queens their posters were around sparsely but i never saw anyone doing whatever it is they do yeah i guess you didn't come to your class man bunch of buster got cut doug b says no it wasn't there it was my mama she worked the er rooms and medical clinics since she got out of high school in the early 70s she would tell us all the drug horror stories and side effects in elementary school she told us to never leave a drink unattended she would tell us about laws and how they'd affect us she had me to the point that if i looked at some drugs i expect to be sucking dick in the back of an alley for cracking no time 
yeah that was always one that got me man it was like the kind of implicit implied like homophobia at least for boys anyway but i guess you know what i'll take that back it probably goes for everybody mm-hmm. right because nobody wants to suck a dick they don't have to suck right they're gonna be, because, like, gonna be prostituting sucking dicks everybody gonna be sucking dicks apparently yeah nobody wants to suck dicks uh to get money to get cracked like you know there's people that suck dick to get money but then like they want to be doing it of their own volition right feeling like they have a lot of options like a, a crack dick is definitely some desperation dick it's not like oh i had a lot of options and i decided you know what i'm gonna suck dick for crack it's like no no no, no. i didn't have any options left it's the last thing i had was sucking dick for crack so yeah i could definitely see that's not necessarily a homophobic thing my bad I just assumed it was a thing from her growing up in Detroit, but when I got high school, to high school and they had drug prevention week, all us black kids were upset that we had to sit through info we already know. Yeah, they ain't letting you be black and grow up without knowing the pitfalls of drugs. Yeah, and, I, and also I think for a lot of black parents, they didn't want you to go to jail. So they was like, don't be doing them drugs. I said, people end up in jail. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to lose you to this. It was funny when our health teacher was telling a story about his former colleague who was addicted to cocaine and alcohol. My buddy yelled, of course you got robbed. You let a crackhead stay in your house. So maybe you're right, Rob. Being wary of hard drugs might be a black thing. Yeah, we've had it drained into, drilled into us. Um, you know. So. Yeah, that's why you talked about that book. That's why the white dude was like, hey, y'all do know if they do this more, y'all kids are going to jail. They're like, fuck it. Mm-hmm all right uh no comments on our episode stock up on selfies we did get uh we did have a poll we had one comment in left in the um poll results uh it was uh are you worried about how your selfies will look as the quarantine extends yes no or i don't take selfies okay. i'm not worried you're not worried 42 percent of our audience is not worried 58% don't even take selfies. Which, wow, I can't believe that. That's crazy. And 0% said yes. And mom says, I'm not worried about my selfies because they were hit or missed before COVID-19, LOL. Let's uh, I can do my own eyebrows in a pinch and these chin hairs have always given me hell. I will miss someone getting those for me. Yeah, we'll see, man. I saw, uh, who was it? Um, slim thug the rapper mm-hmm. uh he said he got the COVID 19 and he said he don't know how he got it because he was in his house he don't really go out much he don't um you know he was following all the rules blah blah, blah. but then uh he thought about it later and was like well i did get a haircut and i was like yeah that's why they shut down the barbershops and the salons because mm-hmm. you know you're close quarter like they got to be close to you to do your hair not just that but they got to be close to everybody to do their hair then they doing your hair with the same shit and right. so if the barber got it somebody i don't know get some of that covid on his shirt i don't know how it works mm-hmm. but i just know that if he got it you got it you know and everybody walking out that shop might got it right like all the other people that got their hair cut by slim thug barber gotta be like well hold up now what about me what about me uh episode 2072 virgil the most useless man in the world uh miss barnes says michonne is off to wakanda now godspeed god bless i now want uh, to wield a sword looking for a sword trainer on craigslist good luck miss barnes mm-hmm. ev says i'm gonna miss michonne 
i hope walking dead continues that plan to do movies with rick because now michonne and him can be reunited and he can finally meet his black son i think they are yeah i think that yeah i think that's still part of the plan i don't know how i don't who knows what it's gonna be now with the covid but i think it's still a part of the plan and lastly who was more useless when they first arrived virgil gabe or eugene oh that's a good one i would have to say eugene okay 13 percent of the audience say eugene so he came in last that's the lowest amount of people gabe and virgil okay virgil came in with 29 percent second so people think gabe 58 percent say he was the most useless when they first arrived oh he was guy you were useless but I was, they all three of them was useless i'm just saying that's who people think was the most useless yeah because he locked himself in there by himself he locked them in there yeah yeah i kind of with them on this you know he uh because he yeah he was actually making shit ah he's making shit worse but eugene lied so bad yeah but eugene knew other shit that just didn't have to do with that cure but he did know some science shit that did turn out to help mm-hmm. well even when he first got there uh, you know I, I just couldn't decide between Virgil and gabe I, th- I like i think virgil's the worst than gabe so anyway miss Barnes says virgil reminds me of the dude that asked for a ride and promises to give you gas money and don't hashtag this nigga mm-hmm. talking about <laughs> take whatever you need to make us even nigga that was your job now i'm robbing you monique says gabe nobody needed spiritual guidance from a killer priest at least eugene and virgil had a scam you could believe in gabe just had a blunt uh a burnt congregation guilt and crippling fear i i mean i get the reasoning you know i uh i i still feel like i would say virgil but maybe i he was just more annoying to me because he just wasted so much fucking time man you just don't get much time back in the z-pock you know mm-hmm. all right we didn't get any phone calls or voicemails or whatever but we did get some emails at the blackout tips at gmail.com okay let me go ahead and read it because some of these are long let me see how much time we got left okay we got 20 something minutes um Raphael writes in episode 2068 my nigga and school things hi rod and karen host of the best podcast in the world part of my long email it is long you did not lie okay tell the truth up front but like prepare yourself are you sitting down some of y'all wrote books when it comes to the word nigga i'm still evolving and will have to as i am now the father of a multiracial daughter i still remember the social studies class back in benin city that tackled racism and just dropped kaffir and nigga as the two words of insult that were used against blacks in uh south africa and the united states no racism existed in our almighty british empire europe south america etc i can't remember if it was your podcast or three guys on that i mentioned the first time a kid from another school city joined us while playing soccer after school and greets everyone with what's up my niggas he was from lagos our new york and boy did we start beating him we couldn't understand why we, he couldn't understand why we attacked Bruh, i wouldn't i definitely wouldn't have understood uh <laughs> uh and to us he was rude 
uh he asked while in pain if we didn't listen to rap rubber dub music was king during the 90s and this is 1993 even when i heard snoop Dogg for the first time it felt nah blood of jesus could take care of this man we did mc hammer and bobby brown but by the late 90s early 2000s niggas was become niggas was becoming acceptable around different parts of the country except especially in ghetto lingua and uh the most prominent musician did a song where he used nigga once or twice while become while becoming a talking point on the streets it was happening but people like me would still banish you with the holy ghost fire except if you were the reader of the crew by the time i would arrive or the leader of our crew by the time i would arrive in the states beginning with virginia i would be around my fellow ghanaian and nigerian immigrant community no one said nigga so i found it acceptable i joined the navy and it changed to the most native sons saying it versus immigrants not saying it i used to intentionally create a wall between myself and lots of black shipmates as it would take after military service and facebook connecting for us to admit that we are both relaxed i should have hung out as many uh where uh were thinking that i was so anti-black but i yeah that's the thing that's a, such a catch 22 yeah because here in america yeah because that's how it, it it interprets here in america like what's right. wrong with you like you being like i'm i know i'm not an american black i don't want to step on no toes is also people are going to look at that and be like this is you saying you better than us and, and you don't, don't want to be around and you us. don't accept us right but i did give the vibe while hanging out with the wrong crowd under the pretense of not wanting to be called a nigga until i started decoding that that group that the group i was actually with said a lot worse and my education on racism was flawed weirdly even though most of my niggas who get me always ask if it's okay to call me one because they notice that i don't say it i don't think that it has a natural flow to my convo yeah i think there's that's a point too like if you can't if you if it's not in your lexicon and you can't say it and pass the the smell test don't say it because people go be like you're not comfortable saying that yeah. word it's like people almost can instantly tell you be better off literally not saying it you can be like you can say it but i choose just choose not to nothing worse than a forced nigga nothing come on uh forced nigga is literally the definition of slavery <laughs> still i'm no longer the man who bans all blacks from saying nigga or flinches when i hear a black person saying it interestingly back when i was in bahrain in 2011 another important turning point in my life one night at a club some arab said nigga after we had been partying and drinking too much i can't remember the song that was playing i'm still not the biggest hip-hop dude but they were singing along they had been fantastic with us all night discussing regional politics religion without any anger animosity but honestly one of my shipmates wanted to punch the nearest arab and i restrained him i said rule number one it ain't your country can't be fighting indigenous afterwards we had another conversation over the word the arab brethren said they didn't expect us to be offended as they saw themselves as black but i believe that one of them may have gotten a memo but to be honest we weren't slowing down with our drinking that night so the conversation began to lose value well yeah it's it's also weird with other races because it's like you know buster rhymes had a whole hit called a ride money and shit and i don't know i can never tell with this shit because it's like our shit we expect them to just deal with you know what i mean like yeah we a ride money and all this shit <laughs> like yeah that's why let's put your to- religious your religious chant into a, a hip-hop beat we just gonna be rapping over talking about fucking bitches it's like okay well that someone could see that as disrespectful oh man lighten up then let them say nigga rapping along with our song and now we want to fight right and that's why when people talk about cultural appropriation i don't even get a lot of those conversations because a lot of people cross over in some way shape form into other 
genres that, that they don't know and they don't understand use words out of terms and all that shit on education and results some of my experience which i have highlighted on three guys on i grew up with the res- results being thrown in my face why can't you be like the your brother or sister who always come in first in class my brother is 11 years older than me by the way i was not too fond of school i never saw myself as intelligent in any shape or form but by the time i got to age 20 i would find out that my brother ha- had a phobia for exams i would get my bachelor's degree at the age of 33 while dealing with disability issues from my time in the navy but thought that maybe something was wrong with me so except that when my gpa started to drop from 3.5 to 2.6 i was just tired after graduation <clears throat> i got to the va and wasn't it wasn't that i was dumb i had developed sleep apnea in the navy and it was slowly draining me and affecting all that i was doing but when you have been cursed out for not getting a's like other kids your mind doesn't associate that it could be a health issue i even refused to walk during my graduation ceremony because my gpa was low and guess what i got my degree before my elder brother and had to encourage him into getting his bachelor's and now working on his phd when i was 17 and had just tested out of high school man this is like a person this is like your life story over there <laughs> i don't even remember what this started as when i was 17 and just tested out of high school chapter two <laughs> oh man i'm sorry man i know you're pouring out your life sorry but it's just like you know it's like did we ask for this what happened when i was 17 to just test out of high school i was cursed out for days because i only got two a's on my result uh fellow 17 year old committed suicide in nearby town out of the nine subjects that we were tested on he got eight a's and one b and he couldn't go home to face his parents and explain that b so he jumped in front of a train after writing an apology letter shit i know his parents feel terrible about that like yeah that unnecess- yeah that that stress that stress ain't no joke yeah. what are we wrong his parents are terrible people and they were like that's what he gets a I, fucking b not I in hope, my house i hope not i don't think so uh do you understand the type of ass chewing that he would have faced bef- before to have to come to such a conclusion i mean maybe uh, he might you know have some other issues going on meanwhile anytime i was being cursed out by uh for my terrible results back then i wish that i could trade places with him and be in his family uh but the truth is they would never have been satisfied we used to get flogged for not finishing them on the top seven from as early as i can remember by almost every teacher at the start of the new school year by the time i could build tolerance and discover that girls had a thing for boys who could absorb their flogging without flinching where do you think my teenage brain ended up finally i remembered a group of boys who were our, our seniors in high school uh after they had graduated and secured admission to various universities around nigeria starting uh started the teacher who loved to shame and flog anyone with a grade that's not an a in his class they gave him an excellent public beating uh in front of his daughter who was about five years old the whole school through knew who did it but was glad because the man just loved to beat you in the slightest reason they plan their revenge for four years it's not worth it nope stay safe awesome people raphael thanks raphael thank you won't lie do not know what this is all uh what all prompted all this but we appreciate it miss marta can says hey rod and karen uh this is really just a thank you i will be divesting periodically and uh, and it's overwhelming i'm extroverted and an empath and this time is uh this these times are really difficult i'm completely isolated overseas so i appreciate being able to listen to a podcast where i'm not triggered or bombarded with either anti-science anti-black or anti-woman or my personal fave anti-black woman 
anyway i hope you two take a break because we are really about to hunker down i'm over here in paris and this is the epicenter only until the u.s starts testing more people Mm -hmm. i have a yep i have a friend who lost her father to COVID 19 is real to me and as per usual i need to break from reality but i need a periodic update so your podcast contributes to this for me so just thanks i will be bringing uh i will be binging on your premium shows as well as your normal fees thank you thank you i am the one who tried to leave a stitcher rating three times but this is the one in the middle that wouldn't go through i don't know why i'm slow laugh at me maybe i curse too much uh also your coverage of uh parisians still going out and picnicking instead of going to vote man i'm over here and i was in shock at the blatant ignorance i'm here and it is really unbelievable this time has brought out the worst in people people now hate celebrities the rich and public officials while i don't stand for anyone it has shown the ugliest of humans and their sense of entitlement as well as their apathy for those less fortunate yeah man some of the shit is just i think people are stuck in the house they're very upset they're very scared Mm -hmm. and they're letting it out venting on twitter and all this stuff and facebook and you know this is where people have already gone to vent but now they just don't have anything else to do so now it's just like any person that pops their head up to say anything hopeful to to contribute money to any cause or whatever they just are coming up on a summer jam string that people are finding a way to make everything negative and the truth of the matter is none of us really can do much about it because the people that were supposed to be prepared for this weren't and didn't give a fuck this time is uh oh anyway stay safe stay healthy keep your anxiety in check and put that energy to use kindness and grace uh miss martikins thank you and yeah i don't you know the thing for me man at least so far i haven't really felt much anxiety about a lot of stuff i've just been trying to focus on what i can control what Mm, i've just just been trying to focus on what i can control and taking everything a day at a time and doing the show i don't feel burned out or anything right now Mm -mm. i feel like it's actually kind of helpful and you know hearing how many people say listen this is the shit that's helping me get through that that really you know i'm going to take that in rather than reject that and be like i'm just a nigga giving my opinion and be like all right cool if 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 us doing something consistently five times a week more if your premium is what's helping you keep from being distracted sitting in the house and shit keeping you from going outside and and doing some dumb shit you know then i'm cool with that the same and i i think for me i don't have anxiety since i started working from home i think my anxiety was up when i was actually physically going to work like i think mm-hmm. it, it was it, my mind was just okay let me get out of here i don't want to touch nothing i don't want to remind like that shit was driving me nuts at work so when i got home i was good um let's see uh and then the the five-star review she left that she didn't get the post uh episode 2050 splat folks in their faves i love 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 the way you provided nuance to the red table talk with snoop and you open up the discussion to your latest reading rainbow entry on conflict is not abuse i didn't know people were mad at both jada and snoop i figured it would be an interesting conversation to hear the thought process and really hopefully enlighten calvin to the inherent anti-black woman sentiment that he has contributed to uh in his recent historic bitchalisms <laughs> bitchalism <laughs> i had to take a break from social media so i know that what's going on from a select group of podcasts also appreciated karen's perspective on how people insert themselves into celebrity interactions and how this contributes to a never-ending echo chamber i know i will be adding conflict is not abuse to my reading list great episode great podcast 
thank you and yeah i can't recommend that book highly enough but i will tell you this it is it's work it's not like other books like it's a book that challenged the way i thought and the people i was around and made me reform like are these even good connections am i just surrounding myself with a reverse uh with just a reverse version of of oppression like something i'm doing to other people now and now i have people plotting uh, patting me on the back for this hero shit um that's really not heroic at all it's just me pushing other people around as the bully uh scared healthcare workers this is from uh stamara who says hi rod and karen been a listener for a while and i love 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 your show it helps me make sense of all the craziness going on and i love the jokes you both are with me every day because i perform community home health at a physical as a physical therapist and i listen to your podcast in my car while driving around your podcast helps me through the day dealing with all the challenges i encounter on my job i run into the occasional fox news watching uh listening to douche limbaugh as patient and they wonder why their blood pressure so high me <laughs> meanwhile ranting about how bad obamacare is right now a lot of healthcare workers doctors nurses pas medical tech worker lab workers otpt radiology techs and respiratory therapists etc in all settings from hospitals to outpatient clinic skilled nursing facilities and home where are terrified healthcare in this country is run by corporations that at the end of the day it's about the bottom line and how much money they are losing because of this crisis Mm -hmm. not the fact that they are putting people's lives at risk of course due to the inconsistency and hot mess of information coming from the top there's not enough uh much needed equipment such as surgical wipes medical sanitizer surgical as well and the more protective in 95 mask i followed healthcare workers in other parts of the world and they compare our uh ppe uh, personal protective equipment i believe omg we have uh absolutely no protection and this is making a lot of healthcare workers scared because mm-hmm, they don't want to get sick or you have people that that did uh, uh just assume that they have it and and they don't care like like you it's that doing a lot of stress yep uh what is used for hazmat suits in america and offers more protection is used for ppe in other countries china italy and uk of course one uh one of the many reasons other than availability is cost because hazmat suits are more expensive so everyday healthcare workers literally are putting their lives on the line i also want to say kudos to unsung heroes people working in grocery stores places like costco sound club dealing with the public mm-hmm. Ryder karen thank you for what you do and being a bright light in all the craziness yep thank you. a lot of people taking risks uh that do not have the equipment we're not trained for this and honestly don't get paid enough no they do not um to be doing this so you know uh it's one of those things where i hope people are thankful for this i'm not gonna try to uh what do you call that shit <sighs> virtue signal people and with the whole thing that people are doing now this thank make sure you thank your grocery and shit i'm not asking people to do all that shit i think and plus it's like kind of pointless but you know how about don't be a dick and i hope you're grateful for it and next time you know the minimum wage comes up in your local jurisdiction mm-hmm. when or they something want to raise it to fifteen dollars an hour take your ass out there and make sure you vote for those people i right. did it in charlotte yes, you know sir. what i'm saying y'all should do it um if it comes up and if not fucking vote for politicians that'll put it up correct you know not everything is for president uh steph right said woo child it is a ghetto ass it is a ghetto mess out here hey guys my name is stephanie and i love your show i'm commenting on the COVID 19 situation i'm a ooh, i don't know how to pronounce this 
flebo thomas flebobinus oh please uh not uh not at the top of the totem pole of the medical field or anything but i work in the lab you smart and this COVID 19 situation has been extremely stressful people are not staying home they are coming in for unnecessary blood work and many people are still not washing their hands because the bathroom is right next to our processing room and i don't hear the run- water running oh although i'm in nursing school i'm not a doctor or a nurse but it's still stressful because the company that i work for does not really seem to care about our well-being patients are not listening and not paying attention and not following directions i've had to take a mental day just this thursday because of the situation yeah and uh there's some places that are letting medical personnel graduate early so they can go into the field as doctors and help a uh, medical students graduate early and so they can go into the field and help with this COVID 19. i don't feel tired physically but i do feel emotionally drained we have a COVID 19 testing facility less than a mile from where i work we put on the door a laminated sign that says if you have the virus do not come in if you suspect you had a virus do not come in if you have symptoms do not come in if you traveled outside the country do not come in if you have previously been tested do not come in but what do they do they ignore the signs that come in we even have locations uh we even have uh the locations to official testing facilities on the door but they have to get but they get ignored the last person i had yesterday he came in basically looking extremely ill and i said to him can i help you he says i'm here for the covid19 test i said sir did you not read the sign outside he says yes i read it i said did you understand the sign he says yes but i just thought i'd come anyway i said sorry sir but you are in the wrong place the place you're looking for is up the road he says yeah my gps told me i was at the wrong place but i thought i'd just come in i said no please sir you have to leave he leaves and obviously i have to disinfect every Every single thing he touched we've gotten at least 20 people who have done the same exact thing it's infuriating yeah and if you start motherfucking locking the doors and be like did you read the sign oh no go away i've been using one part bleach for nine parts water to disinfect there's no ventilation in here i've had a headache for the past two days because i'm trying to protect myself and the other dummies who come in here i'm cleaning after every person and we've had a lot of people coming in for unnecessary blood work but we march on and do our jobs i don't want to be mean to anyone i i felt really bad about that man i had to turn away because there's nothing i can do for him this virus is not something you can physically see the people who have come don't look like they're sick but maybe if they have postules or things on their skin maybe they would take it more seriously i feel really bad about calling them dummies but i I just don't get it please stay home please anyway thank you for letting me rant i've been catching up on episodes i'm finally caught up i went to barnes and noble (laughs) barnes and nobles last month and stocked up on some books i saw the writing on the wall i can't even imagine what doctors and nurses and people in the hospitals are going through right now and of course the rollout was terrible because this administration doesn't seem to care at all we have a president who is unable to have empathy and sympathy towards others right he seems to look at the people who suffer being weak somehow as if it's their fault Mm -hmm. our lab has known about this virus since early february and it took this long for us to even start testing which was last week i can't help but wonder what if it was something more serious not that COVID 19 is not serious but what if it was something with more infectious something that was more deadly what then p.s we've had to hide all our masks and hand sanitizer because people were stealing them we've had to put on put out four at a time instead of the, the whole box because we don't have a lot to go around and i don't even and don't even let me get started on the outright xenophobia these people have been uh voicing towards asian people it's been truly disgusting well, yeah just like their president and there's nobody to tell wait what a mess thank you for reading air fist bump stephanie thanks stephanie 
uh i see we're gonna get to the break so let me pause cool. all right let's go to the next one um but yeah that's that's just a crazy situation we've been hearing those it's just some nightmares out there for the medical personnel man like it's a lot yeah. those last two emails really bring it home yeah and also uh i was reading where they were saying like uh, i want to say a pizza place in new york just eventually they shut their doors because they was telling people hey we can do certain things but we can't do certain things and people were just rude and nasty and just breaking all the rules they was like fuck it we just closed it it is not worth us being open and dealing with it the general public was already ass and you know people who work in these industries already knew this but mm-hmm. and i think now people for the first time go oh people ain't shit yes people are not shit yeah i had an article for tomorrow trey says hey ride care just wanted to thank you guys for keeping us specifically speaking uh me uh saying through all this fuck shit we're dealing with y'all have me not giving a fuck like i'm the tiger king lol thanks again p.s carol did kill her husband yeah for sure duh allegedly um yeah it's interesting though because like you know this is a major fucking thing that's one of the reasons i'm kind of that's one of the reasons i think i was getting annoyed with people still trying to pull like the same shit they were doing early in the year would just like eat the rich and all this shit i'm like bro come off the bullshit for a second like that's not gonna help us get out of this no, you know not. how about every you know it, you know what it is and, and this is you know i just haven't said much or even interacted with people about it on social media it's like everyone is that bitch on the plane when they like so we're gonna have to tell everybody um we're taxiing for a while oh like or, that the doors you know for us specifically i'm thinking of a specific woman but when when the door was jammed and for the luggage compartment thing and it was like yeah so with the plane we don't want to let it take off with this door being fucked up and we was in seattle was going to had to go to like arizona and then go back or something Mm -hmm. and it was like okay well i'm gonna have to give up this great fucking seat that i paid for that i love and you know was looking forward to this trip back home and it turned into like a a, basically a whole day ordeal we had to take a red eye back to charlotte all this shit but i remember this one woman getting up and going storming on and off the plane and talking to the flight attendant i got a connection and every time they passed her she had to have a foot and we know the flight attendant can't do anything about what's happening with this door they actually got off the plane she got on that nerve so motherfucking bad they got off the goddamn plane and so i say all that to say it's like all the social media not all the social media a lot of social media is that now right there there's nothing anyone can do right now there's not we all gotta just chill out there's no amount of money that can be thrown at this problem to solve it's it it's gonna take as the long people, as it's gonna take the people in charge that had the power to do the shit don't give a fuck so you know i think maybe trump just said gm is gonna start producing masks or something but like or ventilators or whatever but like the stuff he could have the war act he could have been passed and said hey y'all need to stop producing cars and start making shit that's gonna get us out of this crisis he don't want to do it you know that kind of shit so instead you're mad at fucking rihanna you know what i mean it's like you're the bitch from the plane you're, right you're, you're mad at the flight attendants who actually have no power and no authority to do anything and everyone in the plane is stuck in the same fucking situation right so we're all like this ain't helpful 
you know but it's like every it's like if everyone on the plane or a high majority of people on the plane turned into that woman at the same time it's like ah oh this fucking we can't get off the plane what the fuck i got a i got a flight to catch i'm supposed to meet somebody else like they're all being that person right now mm-hmm. it's like that ain't gonna help us get nowhere Mm-mm. so calm the fuck down anyway crystal rice in covid insanity internet insanity oh this is right on time <laughs> good morning i'm a bit behind on episodes since i've been off work all week due to being sick with bronchitis yep this ain't the time to be sick and it's normally just about the time when people get sick too without covid and yeah just allergies allergies and Mm. shit right so of course i've been on social media more than i typically have been in the past so i'm wondering if this subject has been brought up before but i think the quarantine is literally driving people insane Mm mm-hmm yeah Mm -hmm. i I, I made a joke about it i was like i can't wait to see the conspiracy theories that come out of this because we're all sitting in the house obsessing over the internet in a way that's not healthy Mm -mm. i'm seeing an increased level of internet bullying and people losing their minds over the smallest issues i understand we're in a heightened state of anxiety and panic with the unknown and our nation's leader is making things worse with his attitude i'm really over i'm really over every other post about someone who saw a neighbor sitting too close to another neighbor while outside in their driveways and being condemned to death by corona and hoping they died a horrible death by themselves with no medical assistance or another mom who has an angry teacher did a drive-by parade and the mom was angry because the neighbors went outside to wave the mom uh oh yeah i saw that yeah the teachers uh uh yeah i saw the teachers were like you know we're not gonna get to see the kids in school anymore so they just drove and waved to the kids people was like what they doing outside it's like that's not illegal i think that's what i'm saying i think a lot of people think if you go outside and you breathe the air you're gonna instantly die y'all know the shit don't work like that calm down people it's also not illegal no it's not that's not what they said in the rules you can take your kid out to wave at the teacher in the car it's not like that touching them that's more than six feet away they doing social distancing but because people don't understand the definitions of the words that are happening they just everything is just stay your ass inside um let's see uh the mom was cursed out and told her and her daughter would die for asking if the mom group for asking in a mom group about open trails to walk with her daughter there these are still open and encouraged for exercise or the person who maliciously makes up false ga- fake gatherings to complain about not realizing the area has live camera feeds and it was empty oh god i, I haven't been that deep into the internet yet I, like i said I, I don't want to go that deep i'm good yeah like i said i've been chilling out on a lot of shit I, video games robotech cooking that's what yeah, i'm doing i've been enjoying reading playing, star wars comic books playing farm together i have been just hours and hours and hours just so i just check out that's that's my form of checking out right now and going to eventually uh play some other stuff yeah i feel like i'm watching people break down mentally and they yell and wish death on people and it's getting out of hand it's like the new thing to look at people standing in line as entertainment as everyone can then proclaim how they haven't left the house in a month and won't even step outside that door because the virus is airborne like it's a competition it seems there is no middle ground and everyone's an extremist i have yet to actually meet uh or see someone who is stay stating that they don't care and is still traveling i'm sure these people exist however at time as time has told us for centuries you will never bet a hundred percent of people you'll never get a hundred percent of people to comply i also blame a lot of the local governments for being slow in response and feel some of the measures being taken are too little too late at this point mm-hmm yeah but you know what this is a top-down problem this is the problem having trump yes because if you know if this was a competent president like hillary clinton or obama mitt romney yeah you would have got a response hey this is what america needs to do 
i will be in contact with local jurisdictions who are more at risk than others but this is what we are doing stay your ass in the house these are the rules this shit that trump is doing is like i just think we need to get back to work like what yeah i'm running like a company yeah like he said the cd the uh cdc was just pointless thousands of bodies doing around here doing absolutely nothing um so yeah uh i also blame da 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 oh but even hurricanes or tornadoes you will always have people who will stay in their houses despite warnings i understand the severity of the virus as i also am in healthcare, but the shift i'm noticing online is alarming i'm rambling now my main point is have you noticed this as well yeah we just talked about it for this just coincidentally before i started mm-hmm. reading that email but yes the other thing i would say though is um the local jurisdictions being left to fend for themselves is the problem that's part of the problem too yes it is like that's a thing that like trump is literally playing favors with governors he don't like and democratic governors he's like i don't like that jay Inslee talked to me a certain way so i'm not giving him enough ventilators and respirators to help out the people that are dying meanwhile we know that washington and seattle were the was a major hub point for this disease and even though jay Inslee has been the most effective at getting it under control trump should be asking how he should be like well then what can other places do but he's got a personal vendetta against that man so now we have to deal with this and so you have jurisdictions that literally are being governed differently you know uh not just to mention um before you get to republican democrat and all that other shit so uh it's sad that they're even left to do that yeah and then you have governors going on tv pissed at donald trump because now they're having to take budget money and buy shit and he'll go and outbid them yeah well that's the thing you got different locations bidding against each other you have him telling people not to work with like new york because i don't like Cuomo, cuomo or whatever so yeah you gotta be careful with this shit man like it's anyway but yeah everyone's getting going crazy because they're seeing every news flash everything and it's while in a state of panic right now um yep so my ass is like i'm motherfucking voting i'm voting if this is not a motherfucking reason to vote you being locked up in your house and a goddamn reason to vote i don't know what the fuck is yep uh jackie says what's up rod and karen i want to thank you both for continuing to bring us a show during these times and beacons of light uh my mom tested positive for the virus and she is receiving she is recovering without child i don't know if i could have been in top spirits to help mom and dad from a distance i just want that's the other thing about this shit that's so scary you can't so if someone you love gets sick you can't go see him so so like you know it's got people feeling even more helpless than before yep you know there's not a thing you can do to make them better you just got to sit there and wait and hope they get the treatment they need and that they're okay yeah and like something like 20 percent of the people who are becoming infected with it are medical workers so like this is you know the shit is that dangerous and deadly that's why you know the advice of don't go to the er don't just go get tested for no reason or for like that's one of the reasons it's kind of hard is because you know unless the facility is completely set up for accurately and clean and all this shit or and then and unless um like we don't we don't know that we're not getting people more infected by telling them to go get tested in places that aren't really prepared to do testing you know and that's one of the reasons the numbers are skewed people got it they're not showing symptoms so they're not gonna get tested because you don't want to waste the test quote unquote and you got people that that don't got it that show up to some place that think you know for whatever other reason and they catching it from people that got it 
correct and then uh you also my heart also goes out to women that are pregnant during this time because mm-hmm. they said they had to change the policies in the hospital well now women are literally having to have children by themselves like nobody can be in there unless you're like a doctor because they was like nope no visitors no nothing my heart also goes out to them too just in case y'all thought karen had more heart than me my heart goes out to them and the grocery workers and uh all the children in the world too mm-hmm. oh so you're trying to outdo me i no, i'm just i'm just adding in my hearts as well I, I just didn't want people to think it was just you they know you have a heart sir. okay well you know i'm just saying my heart goes out to the pregnant women Without y'all, I don't know if I could be a top speaker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, to help my mom and dad with this. I just want everyone to know that keeping positive, not as easy as it sounds, helps you get through the tough times. Finally, y'all wash your damn hands. Thank you both again. Yep. Thank you. And, and y'all won't know it's crazy. Uh, I think I, I was, I was talking to your mama and she was telling me the history of washing hands. Mm-hmm. and she was saying that years ago i don't know the man's name but it was a dude hand washing jones i know this story go ahead yeah, okay we're gonna call him hand washing jones i don't know his name oh i don't know it either but we're gonna call him hand washing jones i know somebody knows this man's the name story of hand washing jones so, oh man if i got a dollar for every time my mom told me about this go ahead <laughs> so people weren't washing their hands but they were doing surgery and people were getting sick so hand washing jones came around and be like hey y'all if we wash our hands you know that might make a difference and they was like hand washing jones we don't care nothing about no soap we don't care nothing about don't cleaning your hands get out of here hand washing jones go on and get hand come, washing come jones come in here with your, your damn wash hands all the time tell us to wash the germs flotting around us and acting better acting all high and mighty looking to shaking those clean hands on my face i don't want to see this bullshit how dare you and uh that dude uh hand washing jones actually got bullied and picked on i think he ended up killing himself because he got criticized Damn. so much for washing hands and now this shit is a fucking standard now but when he first came out with it they was like get on get hand washing jones he had uh, ocd and they, he didn't he was trying to put it to good use and then they end up making him kill himself come on damn i didn't realize they made him kill himself that's crazy yeah because they was like we ain't trying to who you talk about clean hands nah dog kill yourself hand washing jones your clean hands we're gonna touch everything and we're gonna do this open heart surgery anyway just finish uh cutting my grass time to go in here and do some open heart surgery right and hand washing jones was trying to help everybody and i wish he could i wish you could see it now yeah they they even got videos hand washing jones r.i.p to hand washing jones now they teaching people how to wash their hands think, you think he was the first person to wash his hands for 20 seconds too i hope he probably had a whole 60 seconds no hand he washing jones was, was did, did my mom know his race oh probably white mm see that's why i don't believe it i think it was a black man hand washing jones and they made him kill (laughs) himself because white people didn't want to listen to no black man talking about washing his hands y'all know how we always want to talk about cleanliness it might have been a black man it probably was a black man he probably was the first person to be like y'all need to wash them hands it was like wash them hands nigga get out of here and kill yourself hang yourself nigga right tell a, a, a white man such as myself my hands ain't clean i just finished working on my pig farm now i'm gonna go in here and give this woman a hysterectomy now you get the fuck out of my face nigger i just did a whole carburetor i'm getting ready mm-hmm. to do this i just finished changing the the oil in my in my seville ah! and here you come talking about i don't think you should do brain surgery well you know what hand washing jones i don't think you should exist kill yourself okay boy now go and get out of here nigger 
hell r.i.p to him but i hope he has a sink where he can wash his hands all he wants to hand washing jones now hand me that dirty wrench i'm gonna i'm gonna get in here and work on this man's lungs okay now hand me that <laughs> hand me that that fork we just used for lunch i'm about to work on this man's uh i'm about to work on this man's uh uh spine real quick okay <laughs> oh hand washing jones shout out to hand washing jones he mm-hmm. would be proud if he lived around to see it today sad to see sad to see it happen to him man all right y'all that's it there's no more feedback to do <laughs> uh, um hanging out with us uh listening and stuff and um yeah until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. <laughs>